It's the dictionary. 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 Hello, word nerds. Welcome to the dictionary. It is the podcast where I, Spencer, am reading the dictionary all the way through if I can. Let's do it. Let's see if we can. Every day, these episodes are every single day. They are currently about a half hour each. So let's just do it so we can keep it relatively short. The first word in this episode is dimity. D-I-M-I-T-Y. Noun from 1570. A sheer, usually corded cotton fabric of plain weave in checks or stripes. A dimity. Let's see, this is from Middle Greek dimitos, which means of double thread. Double thread, there is the di prefix, which, uh, yes, that's di plus mitos, which means warp thread. So warp thread, and then we added the di, and it became double thread. So it, but it is sheer. Um, I don't know my fabrics. I don't really know. It's corded cotton fabric of plain weaving checks or stripes. Maybe we need to post a picture of Dimity on the social media, Instagram and Twitter, Facebook at Dictionary Pod. The sound effect today shall be the sure. The next is D I M M all caps abbreviation for dual. Inline memory module. And I do not know what that is. Dual inline memory module. Let's take just a quick peek to the DU section, dual, and see if that's going to be in here because, you know, we got to, we got to know, we got to give the people, what is it? Dual inline memory module. Uh, okay, we're, we're close. Um, I am not seeing it. So it's not a th- it's not a synonym. That is its definition. That's what it stands for. I have no idea where they get used this. Maybe we'll put a link in the show notes for DIMM dual inline memory module. Seems like it's electricity or phones or internet or something. Die? Dimmer is next. Noun from circa eighteen ninety six one. A device for regulating the intensity of an electric lighting unit. My, such a, such an expanded way to say light bulb or lamp. It regulates the intensity of an electric lighting unit. There is a lamp next to me. It is not dimmable. There is no dimmer on it. But, you know, some lights have them, which is great. If you are our, our, our light in the in the dining room over there, you can't see it. It's uh, it's got a dimmer, so you can make it all moody and and romantical. Number two, the synonym is low beam. This is for dimmer, and I do think I'm I'm looking back at the word dim, or um there we we had similar things. I remember low beam. Yeah, the third form of dim was a low beam was a synonym put on your dimmers those are just your standards standard beams next dimorphic 
D-I-M-O-R-P-H-I-C. Adjective from 1859, 1A. This synonym is the number one definition for dimorphous, which is coming up soon. 1B. Occurring in two distinct forms, as in dimorphic leaves. So two distinct forms of leaves. Maybe uh, one tree can have two different kinds of leaves. Is that possible? Also as in sexually dimorphic coloration in birds. So I think what this means is that the male birds have one coloring and the female birds have another coloring, like cardinals I know are like that, and I think a lot of birds are like that. So they would be, maybe those birds are dimorphic? Two, combining qualities of two kinds of individuals in one. Two kinds of individuals in one. How, what what example is this? What are we talking about where we are taking qualities of two things and putting them into one thing? Uh, I don't know exactly. Hmm. Yeah, not sure about that. Dimorphic. Next. Dimorphism is the next word, D-I-M-O-R-P-H-I-S-M, noun from 1832, the condition or property of being dimorphic or dimorphous as A, the existence of two different forms as of color or size of a species, especially in the same population, as in sexual dimorphism. So, yes, I believe this would be similar to the bird coloring situation. Not just color, but, yes, size or plumage or things. So, uh, the, the, in this, in this uh, population of, say, cardinals, the, the males look one way and the females look this way. So, they have sexual dimorphism. B, the existence of a part as leaves of a plant in two different forms. The existence of something that has two different forms is dimorphism. And uh, yeah, I don't know my plants or my leaves so good, so I can couldn't give you an example of what kind of plant or leaf has two different forms. Hmm. Next word. Dimorphous. D-I-M-O-R-P-H-O-U-S. Adjective from... 1832, the the same year as dimorphism. One, crystallizing in two different forms. Mm, So something crystallizes in two different forms, that is dimorphous. And then number two is the 1B definition for dimorphic, which was combining qualities of two kinds of individuals in one, which I still don't understand. They are dimorphous. Next, dim out, one word, noun from 1942, a restriction limiting the use or showing of lights at night, especially during the threat of an air raid. Also, a condition of partial darkness produced by this restriction. So this is clearly, uh, this was coined in... 
World War II, and uh, you know there were there were air raids during that time uh, at night, and so maybe to make them think that uh, that the city was maybe all already bombed out or there were no people in the city, they would turn off all the lights, and they they so there was a dim out. Everything had been dimmed out completely, uh, and hopefully then they didn't get bombed. Uh, but then of course when they do a dim out, they're in a dim out because everything is dimmed. The next word, dimple, D-I-M-P-L-E, first form, noun from the 15th century, one, a slight natural indentation in the surface of some part of the human body. Just any part of the human body, if it's an indentation that is occurring naturally. Uh, I mean, you could probably make them happen too, and that's still a dimple. Uh, It's a dimple, it's a dimple. A lot of people have dimples in their cheeks. I don't know how or why this stuff happens, but it all has to do with your musculature, your skeleton structure, how the muscles are formed, and uh, it just somehow creates a dimple. And uh, I think a lot of people really like dimples. They think they're very cute. So... Good for you if you got the dimples. Um, where else are dimples? Um, I think the cheeks are the the cheeks and the face are the most common. Uh, there there are other dimples around the body, but you know, the the cheeks are the the one that everybody knows. Number two, a depression. Maybe should we post a picture of somebody with dimples on their face? Okay, let's do that. Number two, a depression or indentation on a surface as of a golf ball. A golf ball is filled with dimples. It's got all the dimples. I think that the dimples are there. Uh, They allow it to go through the air better. It has to do with breaking up the air as it's flying through the air. If it didn't have the dimples, I think it would be more susceptible to wind, maybe, uh yeah, so they they figured out that if you put the dimples on it, uh it's going to it's going to go it's going to go better through the air. There's no wait, wait. Yes, there is etymology. Uh this is from the Middle English. Oh, this is fun. Dimple spelled D Y M P U L L. So if you want to bring back some Middle English, go ahead and spell dimple that way. It is akin to the Old High German Tumphilo, T-U-M-P-H-I-L-O, which means whirlpool. That's interesting. Whirlpool? I guess I guess a whirlpool is in, uh, it's indented in the middle, usually, because the water is spinning, and so it creates this indentation. So there's a dimple in the middle of a whirlpool. Also from Old English, dipon, which means to dip. And there's more at the word dip. The second form of dimple is the verb form from 1602. Uh, We have one each for transitive and intransitive, starting with transitive, to mark with dimples. So if you're putting dimples on a thing, maybe a golf ball. They did, what what was it? Uh, Mythbusters. They dimpled a car, 
And I think they did that to see if it was more air-resistant, air, if it would get better, um, what's that called? If it would flow through the air better, better, uh, oh, I can't think of the word, but, you know, make it better aerodynamics. And uh, I think that they figured out that it was better, uh, but they had to do a whole lot of work. They had to, like, cover it in clay and other things. Uh, yeah, that was a, that was a big job. So they dimpled a car. The intransitive is to exhibit or form dimples. So your body, when you are being formed in the uterus, when you're a fetus, you are possibly dimpling your face as you grow. The next word. Dim sum. Two words. Noun from... Uh, 1948, that's, I guess, when it got into English, but I believe this has been around for a very long time. It is traditional Chinese food consisting of a variety of items as steamed or fried dumplings, pieces of cooked chicken, and rice balls, and it is served in small portions. It's like the tapas of China, or maybe dim sum or, sorry, maybe tapas is the dim sum of China. No, it's the other way around. Uh, tapas is the dim sum of Spain. Uh, let's see. So, this is from the, uh, the Chinese word. Uh, maybe the language is Guangdong. I don't fully understand what it says here, but their word is dim sum. One word from dim, which means dot or speck plus sum, which means uh, heart, heart, like the heart in your chest. So it's a speck of heart, a little bit of heart. Maybe the food was made with love from the heart, and it's just a little piece of it. So you get a lot of little pieces of things. I honestly don't know if I've ever had dim sum, but now I would really like some. Like some dim sum, and it doesn't help that it's uh, pretty close to dinner time for me. Dim sum. The next word. This is the word that is the reason why I've been doing this probably very disrespectful sound effect, but it's not meant to anybody in particular. Uh, It's the word dimwit. And we have another one after this, too. Uh, Dimwit. Noun from 1921. A stupid or mentally slow person. And... I personally would rather use it for people who uh, are more of a name-calling thing. They're not maybe actually stupid or mentally slow. I don't think it's good to call people who have who are maybe mentally challenged in some form. Uh, it's not good to call them a dimwit or other words that we don't like. Um, you know, if somebody maybe it doesn't have the brain capacity to do certain things like other people do, that's fine. It's okay. Uh, but if you want to call your friend a dimwit just because maybe they did a stupid thing or a dumb thing or a silly thing, that's fine. But this is not meant in any way uh, to to like a group of people or anything like that. I myself can often, very often, be a dimwit. I can be dimwitted. That's our next word. Two words with a hyphen. Adjective from 1934, not mentally bright. Synonym is stupid. Just 
ask my wife or my friends or my coworkers or my family, and they will say, yes, Spencer can be very dim-witted. Not all the time, but sometimes. And so can you. Dim-wittedly is an adverb, and dim-wittedness is a noun. Next, uh, this is the beginning of the D-I-N section. We finished the D-I-M's, and we're here with the D-I-N's. Doi! First form of din, D-I-N, noun from before the 12th century, one. A loud, continued noise, especially a welter of discordant sounds. So many sounds, we don't like the sound of them. They sound discordant and bad, and they're loud and constant. It's a din. A din of what? A din, maybe a construction site, is a din of construction sounds. Two, a situation or condition resembling a din is just called a din. This is from Old Norse. Dinner, D-Y-N-R, which means din, from Sanskrit, divanati, divanati, which means it roars, roar, constantly, a lot, that's a din. The next word is this second form of din. This is a verb from before the 12th century, starting with intransitive, which is to make a loud noise, which I shall not do right now. Transitive number one, to assail with loud continued noise. Just just assailing the people, assailing their ears with loud continued noise. Two, to impress by insistent repetition, and this is often used with the word into, as in, lessons dinned into us as children. So they were impressed into us when we were kids by insistent repetition over and over again. We heard this thing, yes, that over and over again. Uh, They were dinned into us. I'm not sure there's no etymology for this one. Hmm. Not sure, not sure why, why it is what it is. Next, doi, the third form of din, is an abbreviation for the word dinar, which is coming up real quick. The next word is D-I-N again. This time it's all caps, though. Abbreviation for German Industrial Standards, and the reason it is abbreviated to D-I-N opposed to G-I-S, is because it in German it means Deutsch Industrie Normen. And I'm sure I pronounced that very badly. But yes, D-I-N, Deutsch Industrie Normen, which would be German Industrie Normal, basically normal or standard. I think it all makes sense now. The next word, da, da, da. Dinar, or dinar, D-I-N-A-R. It is a noun from 1634, number one, a gold coin 
formerly used in countries of Southwest Asia and North Africa. And maybe we should post a picture of a dinar. 2A, it says, see the money table. Um, and so I don't know if this is, if this is, I, I, I would assume that this is still money that gets used somewhere, but it is not the gold coin that used to be used in countries of Southwest Asia and North Africa. So this must be a different one, possibly. But to be says, see the word real, R-I-A-L, also in the money table. So, you know, we, we got a lot to learn about money. This is from Arabic, dinar, from Lower Greek, denarion, which means denarius, from Latin, denarius, and there's more at the word denier or denier. That is dinar. Next, dope the dope. Dine, D-I-N-E. This is the last word, first form, verb from um, the 13th century. We are starting with intransitive. To take dinner. Let's, I'm going to take it. I'm going to take it from my plate and put it in my mouth with either a utensil or my fingers or just my lips and teeth. This is often used with the word on, like the example, dine on pasta. And I would very much like to dine on pasta. Who doesn't like pasta? Everybody likes pasta. Let's dine on pasta. I just had a lot of pasta recently, so I probably will not dine on pasta tonight. We had ramen last night, which is uh, pasta. Not Italian pasta so much, but uh, it's still pasta. Pasta, 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 pasta. Here is transitive for dine, to give a dinner to, as in, wined her and dined her, gave her wine, gave her some dinner, and then she's happy. That's all you have to do with people, just give them food and possibly alcohol. This is from Anglo-French, disner or diner, which means to eat. Or have a meal. From the vulgar Latin, desjejunere? Desjejunere? That means to break one's fast. Which is interesting because break one's fast became breakfast, which is usually what you eat at the beginning of the day, but you can still dine on breakfast. Um, that is also from the Latin dis plus jejunere, which means to fast. Uh, jejunere means to fast, and then you put the dis in front, and it's breaking your fast. And then that is from the Latin jejunus, or would it be yeunus? Yeunus? That means fasting. So um, it's the opposite of fasting. It's dining. And then, of course, our word dinner comes from this, I would assume. Uh, it's going to be a little bit before we see the word dinner. But uh, yeah, you know, you're dining, you're eating, that's your dinner. Um, in fact, in fact, let's read our last word. Duh? The second form of dine is a noun from the 15th century. This one is Scottish, and the synonym is the word dinner. So I guess in Scotland, if somebody says, uh, would you like some dinner? They might say, would you like some dine? 
but I, I don't know how they would actually say that. What's, I don't know. I don't know the Scottish. I can't wait to go to Scotland someday. Um, so, uh, yeah, dinner, dine. Let's dine on dine. Those were all of the words. I hope it wasn't too speedy for you. Let me know if you have opinions on too fast, too too slow, too short, too long, these episodes. I don't know. I don't know what you want. I'm just giving you what I got. All right, let's reread the words. We had dimity, D-I-M-M, dimmer, dimorphic, dimorphism, dimorphous, dim out, dimple, dimple, dim sum, dimwit, dimwitted, din, 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 d-i-n, dinar, dine, and dine. I think for me, I just have to pick dim-witted as the word of the episode because ho, ho, hia, ho, ha, ho. You probably know I can be dim-witted. I, uh, I, I take this as a badge of honor. I really try not to be dim-witted. Uh, I, I take, I really, really try to be good, to do the right things, to not mess up. Uh, but sometimes it just gets beyond me and I am dim-witted. I don't think all the way through. And I am sorry. In advance, I am sorry. I'm a dim-wit. I'm dim-witted. I don't know the words or the things that go on in my head. I'm a dim-wit, dim-witted. I'm a dim-witted, dim-wit. Yes, I am. I don't come up with the words so good. Like some people, some guests I have had recently have made very good songs off the top of their heads. They don't seem like dim-witted to me. They're great. That's the end of this episode. Oh, because I've mentioned some movies that I've seen recently. Let's talk about a couple more. Uh, Once I bring up my list, let's see... Uh, Anna and the Apocalypse. I can't remember if I mentioned it. I think I may have, but I'm going to mention it again. It is a Scottish, speaking of Scotland, it is a Scottish musical teenage zombie movie at Christmas time. And you should go watch it, please and thank you. Also, The Fablemans, the new Steven Spielberg movie about his life, which I've heard is other than like names being changed and like you know things being adjusted a little bit i've heard is shockingly true from his life uh, i guess seth rogan who's in the movie would ask did this happen and every single time they said yes this happened um so if you uh if you like movies if you like spielberg if you like uh, anything just go watch it move go watch it just go watch it it's a very good movie um, and uh, especially if you're a movie lover and a Spielberg lover, uh, you, I think you will particularly love it. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I related to it a lot. I'll just say that very much. And I thought about my family a lot. All right. I think this is a good place to end this episode of The Dictionary. Please make sure to uh, tell some other people about it. Just tell one person. That's all I ask. Share it, subscribe to it, write a review, do all those things, and uh, check the show notes for other stuff. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you for listening to this podcast. And until next time, this is Dim-Witted Spencer dispensing information. Goodbye.
we are coming back for another season, and we are here to answer the hard-hitting questions like, did Jodorowsky's Dune inspire the modern era of sci-fi? Why did we get two Dune video games from the same company in the same year? What was the real reason Disney dropped the production for Nimona? Is it Kingdom of the Sun or Kingdom in the Sun? Why is Sting so miserable? How many monsters did Godzilla fight? Why do studios in the US think it's okay for them to make Godzilla movies? The Haunted Mansion and the Pirates of the Caribbean ride were supposed to be connected? Is Crimson Peak just a reincarnation of Guillermo del Toro's The Haunted Mansion? Was Willem Dafoe really going to be a villain in Treasure Planet 2? And what, what is, is a Star War? War? This season, we answer all these questions and more in the fourth season of How Did This Not Get Made? Starting June 17th, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.